Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Fueltopia podcast, where each and every fortnight we talk automotive events, photography work and equipment, life experiences and everything in between. Uh, this week, uh, as always, I'm Dan Fijian, and it's great to bring you, um, you know, hopefully a chat you'll find interesting. Um, I've got a regular with me tonight, and that's Paps. Hey, Paps. Hey, guys. Hey, Dan. And we have someone new with us tonight, and that's uh, Callie. Hello, Callie. Did I get it wrong? No. Oh, right. Cool. Excellent. Right. I, wasn't, I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, my She kind of laughed and went quiet. Yeah. Did she? you hear me? I said, uh, no, I didn't hear you. <laughs> oh, no. I said what, an, what an amazing intro. Right. I'm keeping that. That is absolutely... I was like, oh, my God. I've got her name wrong. Like, <laughs> this is That was bad. Um, but, yeah, it's great to have you with us, Callie. Thank you for joining us. It's okay. It's my pleasure. Oh, amazing. Because um, you are one of, just to give a, back, a bit of background, as always, we try and bring on um, the Fueltopia family, as we call it. So anyone who's got anything to do with Fueltopia, the website, um, has contributed in some way, has chatted to us at an event, we will kind of anyone we deem that is like interesting and we want to get them on the podcast, then we'll just basically hunt them down and get them on here. <laughs> um, and it's great to have Callie on here tonight. So um, basically, this is kind of the second one second one since lockdown isn't it perhaps this is yeah um yeah. and it is, it's the second one in the last maybe year <laughs> oh i know i know the other one's gone down quite well though from what i can tell so uh that's been uh <laughs> that's been really good because now we are uh we're back on itunes um just to do a bit of uh housework before we get into the actual meat and bones of the thing um we're back on itunes you can find us through any podcast service um and we're also now on spotify so uh you don't even need to subscribe to listen to our lovely voices uh, uh so that's literally <laughs> all you need to do but yeah that's that's my housework out of the way that's done <laughs> <laughs> So, um, basically, uh, I, I'd like to get to know you a bit more, Callie. I'd like to, to figure out, because I read your article on fueltopia.co.uk, uh, and I really liked it. Um, I liked the, the perspective you'd gone for and, uh, and everything, and I recommend anyone who, who should dive into that, which we'll get into a bit more as the podcast goes on. Um, but I thought it was great. So, if you're sat at a computer, load up fueltopia.co.uk and check it out. I think, what was the article called, perhaps? Just to, get it, on. just to get it 100% right. Fueltopia.co.uk, he, he ventures to. Yep. Uh, just thinking, I know a lot of people listen we to We called it uh, Shifting the Focus. I believe that was Callie's title. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. So it's the basis of, well, women in motorsport, really. Definitely. Or just... in the automotive world in general, like Callie is. Yeah. <laughs> in that world. A little um, bit of um, playing on, play on words. Um uh, I don't. I don't know if I should explain it because it might take the fun out of it. But um, basically, about shifting the focus from women being seen as like just um, kind of only there to be a promo girl, and there mm -hmm. could actually um, be the driver or the person like in the lead career kind of thing. Definitely. I 100% like back you on that because I think it's something it's very important. And I think it's even more important to point these things out, which your article does, because a lot of this just sort of is the status quo. And if you don't, if you don't, um, what's the word, if you don't confront the status quo, um, then it's never going to change. And that's why I think articles like the one you wrote with the feelings you got across really are important. Um, and I definitely want to 
dive into that um, in a little bit. But first of all, Caddy, I'd love to know, because obviously you're a photographer, I'd love to know why, you know, what made you want to become a photographer? Well, I guess it started um, when I was back in school um, in year nine, um, because I took photography um, as like one of my GCSE options. Wicked, Um, okay. And I actually took it at the time because I thought it'd be a really easy subject um, <laughs> because I was doing a lot of heavy subjects like geography and computer science. So yep. I kind of, I didn't really know much about it. So I thought, oh, I'll just take that. It'll be a bit fun. Um, and it was, to be honest. Um, but I... That's it. So before <laughs> that, you weren't into photography, Kelly? Not really, no. no. Like. My That's dad cool. had a camera and he would use it, but I'd never really like thought about it much. Um, no. But we were given like a project to do over the summer, um, and at the time I was really into horses, um, gotcha. and I and I was like loaning a horse at stables, and I did my project on on just photographing horses, um, oh, and awesome. I really <laughs> I really got into it then, um, and yeah, it just kind of went from there really like I learned all the kind of basic stuff and then I took it at college I took a photography diploma which I've just finished and I got my results for (laughs) really how did you how did you do I I got distinction that's awesome (laughs) yeah which was good yeah that's fantastic that's really really cool so so definitely something that was like taken on a whim has become this passion and you've achieved well in it that's awesome yeah like I think what was the best thing is because I could just photograph what I was passionate about um and obviously at the time it was horses but I've slowly changed over to a different kind of horsepower um I like that I like that no that's 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 awesome that's really really cool so do you still do the portraits with the you know the is it is it portraits of horses or is it more like the um gymkhana and stuff like that um well unfortunately I don't do any horse stuff anymore um (laughs) but um yeah it's mainly just anything car related now that I can kind of get into um and just gain more experience in so so what got you into cars like why is this passion um you know why has this come about like what what changed well, to be honest, I'm not sure because I've <laughs> I've always loved cars because um my my dad and my family's all petrol heads basically. Awesome. Um, okay. And he's got a catering track car that he used oh, to race. <laughs> cool. Wow, that's wicked, right? Yeah. And I think as I got older, um, and I started thinking about getting my first car, I, I think I got more into it that sort of way. Um. And yeah, I remember everything just changed really. Instead of watching horse videos on YouTube, I was watching all of Hoonigan's <laughs> videos instead. So yeah, just kind of built from there. I can understand that. It's um especially them, uh the the guys at Hoonigan, like that is so entertaining. I think you can watch yeah. that and not even like you don't even have to be into cars. It's just chaos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially the ones like really early on. Like um yeah. I go back and watch those a bit because they were just they're just crazy and all over the place and memes yeah. were just in them and ah <laughs> oh, i know and having like um having bumped into them at shows a few times now um they're just as crazy off camera as they are on camera like it's not even <laughs> that like it's actually yeah it's actually I bet. <laughs> no that's really yeah, really cool when you go to um 
donut garage as well. Sorry, Dan. It's like oh, literally. Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, of course. It's it's that place when it was originally there before they moved to Irwindale. Yeah. Was just carnage. Yeah, I think myself and Andy Bevan went there. That's the loading ramp. Yeah, with the loading yeah. dock. Yeah. yeah. My God, that place is just literally insane. <laughs> and it it became a um a staple of that of Long Beach. It became one of those areas and one of those sort of renowned places. Right. That so was just the kind of the petrol heads. Because you've been there. Um, I know you and Andy Bevan went there on one of the um, uh, oh what oh, this is terrible. What's it? What's his company name? I'm so sorry, Andy. Open highways. Open <laughs> open highway tours. Right there we go. Jesus, I'm rusty, guys. I'm rusty. Right. Um, yeah, open highway tours. And obviously, uh, you've been there. Is it surrounded by residential areas, or is it? It it has a school directly opposite it. Really? Um, yeah, and I mean what we would call a. Um, an infant school, so like a kindergarten. I'm pretty sure right. it's like a like a like a little kids school. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, is it's not residential, but it's also not very quiet. Okay. Um, that's that's just seems mad to me because you know when you see them do like the the smoke shows and stuff and and some of the stuff. I mean, some of the times Ken's been there, it's literally like creating clouds, isn't it? It's just yeah. It's chaos. I, um, yeah. It is when you go there, and I think I'm just looking out on the map now just to make sure I'm right. To one side is the LA River, and not a lot, and then literally look on the other side, it is residential. Amazing. So you can probably kind of imagine if the wind was blown in the right direction, it wouldn't be too much of a problem. But no. as soon as it turns around and blows the other way, all of a sudden all these houses are going to smell wonderful because we <laughs> love the smell of tire smoke. And I'm sure they did too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I can totally, I can totally see that being a massive appeal to so many people coming up in, um, you know, as photographers and also coming up in the industry as a whole because that stuff is just, it feels very, um, and having again having met them, it's very, they're very approachable and it feels very achievable. Do you know what I mean? Like just messing around with cars, yeah, just petrol heads. Yeah, just petrol heads, isn't it? Um, I, I think that's totally where it that. kind of all stemmed from. I mean, yeah, Ken Block was. A petrol head. He never started off as a rally driver. No. He he you know, he founded DC Shoes and then yeah. from that kind of ventured into Oh, Rally. Which Yeah, Rally, yeah. Was a laugh. <laughs> and then obviously what we know is Jim Carner the Jim Carner vids, which really did break the internet when yeah, they were released. Definitely, definitely. Like in the early days. Again, um totally inspired by that. Um yeah, it's like yeah, it's really really cool actually to think of all the different uh, how not not to say it's gone mainstream, but how um, you know how, yeah popular it is, and also how you know Kelly was saying going back through the archives and watching the early stuff. See, that's so cool that you can do that. Like back when I was a kid, you couldn't do that. You know, it was, <laughs> it <happened laughs> in my day. yeah, back in my day, um, <laughs> it was. This is this is what's so cool about it is like all that. But right, so. Fan of the Hoonigans, right? That got that that turned you to a petrol head. Um, what car do you drive? Oh no. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a funny let's story, really. Yeah, go on. No, let's just say let's let's get it straight here. We don't all drive cool cars. No, I'm wondering now though, because you said your dad raced a Caterham, so I'm thinking that's pretty cool. Um, I'm thinking <laughs> something. I'm thinking something cool. So I'm curious. Oh, me and I had lots of money. I probably would have gotten a Mustang of some Ooh, kind. Good choice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good choice. But, yeah. Um, 
what I had settled for was a Hyundai <laughs> i30. <laughs> if you squint, it looks like a Mustang. <laughs> yeah, and stand really <laughs> far away. Yeah. <laughs> stand really far away, close your eyes, put your hands over your ears, and it's pretty much a Mustang with a V8. That's, job that, no, that's really cool. Like, yeah. to be fair, I mean, practical, practical car. Yeah, well, this is it. And of, of people of young ages these days, they will struggle with anything else, yeah. pretty much. Well, yeah, that's it. It's it's hard. I mean, even um, I mean, gone are the days. Like I remember my, you know, to go back in time uh, for anyone listening. Um, it's I mean, we're talking when I was eighteen. I got myself into an MR2 Turbo, which nowadays would be literally a death sentence. Impossible. Uh, yeah, and it's impossible. But back then, it was like the insurance company were like, "No idea what that is. Come from Japan? Yeah, sure, mate, go for it." Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Be yeah, and that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, fair play, Kay. That's still cool. I mean, geez, uh, it's it's well known that I drive a VW up. So don't worry, the i30 is way cooler. Like, way, 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 way cooler. <laughs> that's an upgrade from the iGo you had, Dan, as well, let's be it honest. Is, it is an upgrade. <laughs> I've, I have definitely fallen from grace since my r32 Skyline days. That is, um, that, that, was, <laughs> that, that feels like a century ago. Um, yeah, as have I. <laughs> Back in the day, I had a 79 Firebird. Oh, God, yeah, and your RX-7. Yeah, and the RX-7. And the RX-7, yeah, yeah. Now no, I drive a BMW 5 Series. <laughs> <laughs> how cool am i so Callie, with with um obviously the you know that's your car but your dream car is it the mustang is that what you would really love to have oh well i i definitely love anything that's like american muscle so cool. yeah anything that's got v8 and is loud pretty cool nice um okay so where, where's that come from nice. like, yeah because that's unusual for someone from the uk i find anyway Oh, like my dad's kind of into him. He's cool. got um a Dodge Ram. That's, oh my god, um... he's so cool! Right. <laughs> he raced Caterhams and he's got a Dodge Ram. Like wow, okay, that's awesome. Well, he's also that's got winning. he's also got three bikes in the garage. Too, yes, but... <laughs> right. Okay, than... this is cool. But he hasn't ridden in a while, anyway. Right. But... <laughs> I tell you what, your fate was sealed. You were definitely going to be a petrolhead. Like there was no, <laughs> yeah, there's no I way had around no this. Yeah, yeah, there's no choice. That's awesome. Right. So that's where your love for American stuff comes from, then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's very very cool. I like it. Yeah, I, I personally think um the Mustangs are awesome. Like, yeah, I I don't even mind the uh, EcoBoost ones. I think they're pretty cool as well. You know, not yeah. as cool, but <laughs> they they go yeah. better than their uh, four cylinder Chevy equivalent. As much as I like Chevys. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah, the, the four cylinder Camaro is terrible. Oh that's what yeah. I put that out there. <laughs> they, they look slightly different, don't they? As well, or have they? kept the same style very slightly different front bumper i think they, they're just Ooh. not as much fun no that's that's Whereas deco cool. with mustang does go it goes well it does do well and uh the guys at revo have done some incredible things with it from what i've seen um like uh, yeah actually faster than the v8 which is but again you don't get that noise and to me it's all about the noise um v8 straight pipes uh let everyone know you've got one <laughs> that's yeah what... that's Something when I was in um, Vegas in March yeah. this year, thankfully before lockdown. That's awesome. Um, the Camaro that we rented for a day that was the best thirty-eight dollars I've ever spent in my life. Oh my god, is that all it was to rent? Thirty-eight that bucks. What? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I oh know. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> and it was tuned by a company in Florida, so that all Florida cars, on, and they did two versions. 
Right, okay. No, you stand your car. <laughs> That's amazing. No. So they did. There was two versions done. There was an SS version which had an extra fifty horsepower. It was piped. Yeah. Um. You know, it had all nice little things done, and then they had the ZL one. Oh right, yeah. Which is the. That's their seven hundred and eighty horsepower yeah. supercharged. Yeah. It wasn't that one, but it was the SS. So I'd like. I did ask about the other one. I was like, how much extra is that? And I had to sit down when they told me. And it only right, had 70 okay. miles a day. Oh, my but God. No, it, right, was, okay. it was amazing. It was amazing to drive. It sounded nice. V8 is just lovely. Yeah, that is awesome. No, that's very cool. Well, it's, it's pretty cool to, as I say, like, it's a, I find it's quite unusual when I meet people that they love American muscle. A lot of the time, people are like BMWs or Audis, especially nowadays. Um, everyone wants an RS3 and an S3, it seems. But um, no, that's really cool. Uh, I can totally get your love for American muscle. That makes sense uh, to me. What's it cool? Oh. Is, um, am I coming through okay? Yeah, you're coming yeah, through. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think what makes it cool is like my dad's truck. I think he bought it for like seven grand. Like it wasn't right. that kind of expensive. It's not no. a Lamborghini, basically. But no. um, when he drives it down the road, everyone looks at it oh, because it's, it's big presence, and loud. It? Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's awesome. Yeah. If you've yeah. got an expensive well, Aston, not mm-hmm. many people might look at it because it no. sort of te- to anyone that's not a petrol head, it kind of looks like a normal car, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. um. Yeah. I'm way more interested in something that looks cool and is quite unique. You see a I hate to say it, but things like Aston's, Lamborghinis, Ferraris. Yeah. Amazing cars. But they're everywhere. They are. Yeah. They're, they are. You know, they're getting way too common. But something like a Dodge Ram, you know, Chevy Silverados, the F one fifty series all oh, bigger. Yeah, amazing. You know, they're just amazing trucks. Or if you get into kind of that old seventies kind of coolness 60s kind of coolness my firebird was straight piped it sounded sounded amazing (laughs) but it was also the best price i'd ever spent on a car and i bought that car for 350 pound oh that's amazing that's awesome (laughs) you know only because it just needed some welding doing and it needed an engine mount i was like yeah 350 quid beautiful started it i was like wow that's loud (laughs) (laughs) it's true um i totally agree with you guys because if you see if you see something like that, that stands out way more to me. Like up in Scotland, um, we have um, we have a massive McLaren dealership just outside Glasgow. And so if you're driving to Glasgow, you will at least see two or three McLarens. OK, now, in any normal circumstance, that's pretty awesome. Like, you know, a mm. McLaren is a special thing, but it's just like, oh, it's another McLaren. It's basically a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> I mean, Unless like, it's... <laughs> one of the more rarer ones. So my oh, friend, well, our friend Leela lives in Hatfield and they oh, yeah. have one a very big McLaren dealership. Oh, yeah. And often you see a Senna driving oh, around Hatfield. Oh, yeah. That's special. Which yeah. will actually make me stop and look at it. And I yeah. actually followed one into a car park just to look at it. There's, and there's very, yeah, there's very few there, isn't it? Yeah, there's not many. I've never. I've, that's the only one I've ever seen on the road. Oh, I've only ever... actually had a moment today that I think about it. I was out for my walk Ooh. and um, I was walking down through the estate and I, someone had left their garage open and I'm always, I, I'm, I'm nosy, right? Because I always like, looking at <laughs> I like looking at their garages because I like going, oh, how have they hung up their tools? What are their tool chests? Like, I'm always like, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Anyway, I look in and there is an E30 M3. Oh. And I was like, no. And, and 
like my girlfriend she's just like what do you what, what your face is lit up what have you seen i was like e30m3 and she's like don't get it but okay <laughs> but i was like that to sure. me just turns my head you know that's that's a special thing yeah e30m3 even if it was just a a, a three series that had an m3 kit on oh yeah it would look nice it's but cool. original left-hand drive e30m3s yeah. Oh, oh, this was left hand drive. God. Yeah, this was the, as far as I can tell, perhaps this was the real deal. Uh, and it was pretty cool. Like, it was one of those, like, moments where you just turn heads. Uh, and again, had it been a Ferrari, it would have been, oh, cool, it was a Ferrari. But this was, like, <laughs> something special. And again, it makes me sound terrible. But it's partly, partly for me, it's working with race cars. Uh, road cars rarely do it for me. It's because you, you, there's something special about seeing a race car. And then for me, it's the same as, like, hearing a V8 American car on the road. Like, it's just, it stands out. I think that's what it is. It stands out. Like, yeah, it's, um, but no, that's really cool. Well, I'm, I totally get it. Like that is, that's awesome. Um, I've got another question then. So as a photographer, what gear are you using Callie? Like what, what's your gear of choice? Well, at the moment I've got, well, the main camera I use is a Canon 7D Mark II. Oh, lovely camera. Mm. Um, and I was just telling Paps before we came on, um, that I obviously put some research into it before I bought it, but I ended up mm-hmm. buying the 7D because my favourite number is the number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, that's why I've got that one. Um, <laughs> what, what did you want to go for? I'm curious now. What was what were you aiming for? And then you went, no, I just want the seven. <laughs> well, it was, it was mainly um, the best I could buy. Um, yeah. Because the way I basically earned the money um, was for a Christmas, I was working in the Santa's Grotto as an elf. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay. <laughs> and that paid like £10 an hour and I was working yeah. like 12-hour days. So, oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. yeah I, it, it, oh, was, wow. it wasn't actually the best job when you've got like screaming children because they want to see Santa. But um, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah, imagine. I just basically took all that I earned to pay f- from that period to pay for the camera um that's really cool <laughs> that's yeah really cool. And in, in hindsight it must have been horrific but it's bought you a <laughs> yeah. camera so it's yeah, not it's that bad it. yeah no it's a, good, it's a good story like to like, <laughs> or, like an origin an origin story um yeah. i mean i was the same like my first camera i worked my i worked all the hours under the sun at waitrose um stacking shelves and that was how i paid for my first digital camera um so i totally get it that's that's really cool yeah <laughs> what was your first so, camera dad uh my first digital camera was a 400d oh wow yeah um <laughs> and i i saved up long for that uh, and it was the best i could really get um i was using a canon ae1 um and a canon e30 i think perhaps is it the one with the the one that came with the eye control do you remember that the old film camera oh uh, so it was like this weird technology it was a three it, wasn't it it was a it was a e, i could have sworn it was an e30 but i could be wrong um or a 30 30 something but it was really weird it was like you looked through the viewfinder and wherever you looked your eye the focus assist changed but obviously oh that's so weird it, it was super <laughs> weird and I, I, and i think they've tried to do it recently on some sony's um and they brought this technology back but canon used to do it and it was it was super creepy right because as you approached your eye to the viewfinder um you could see perfectly your eye in perfect detail and i've never it was the only camera <laughs> it was so oh. creepy you'd be like oh there's someone peering out of my camera at me <laughs> it's like something out of a horror film but um yeah that was that was my first 
film camera that I used, but the first camera I used on a job um, was a Canon 7D Mark One, I, I think. That was the first, because that, that camera must be about, what, 15 years old or something? Something point. like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes me feel old. But yeah, I think it was, I think it was really, really old. But um, everything I've seen of the 7D Mark II is very impressive. It's an it's, amazing camera, yeah. It's, it's like a mini 1DX, isn't it, with the focusing system and everything? Very... It's really good. I mean, I've had, like, no problems with it. It just, it's really good it's... sort of all-rounder. Because... Um, is it weather sealed as well, Kelly? Is that one of the ones? Because you do quite a lot of stuff at trackside, don't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it is or not. It hasn't broken yet. Um, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll touch wood. I don't want to jinx it because I'm going to Santa Claus this weekend. <laughs> oh, right. I want to know about that. Yeah, no, I've definitely jinxed it though. I'm touching, I'm touching my wooden desk for you. I promise. Uh, let's, not, <laughs> let's, not your, let's not wreck your camera. So what are you in pod for? What's what's on this weekend? Um, So this weekend, it's the Greenlight Nationals. Um, okay. And yeah, Pat sent me my brief, so I'll be. Sweet. Yeah, she has a brief. Excellent. Good work, Pat. Because <laughs> that's Pat's domain than mine. I, I know very little. Mate, I made up as I went along. <laughs> Take pictures of stuff. <laughs> what, yeah. is, uh, what is the Greenlight Nationals? Because I'm always keen to learn a little bit about drag racing. Um. So I don't know too much about it because the only okay. other. Um, drag racing event i've been to there was the national finals which i believe is the last um like kind of event in the series um and that was last year um but i think perhaps you might know more than me but i think it's just general green green light it's it's usually a fairly big event um it's not so high level so it's not an fia event it's kind of the more um affordable okay i think it's probably a nice way of putting it so you're not running top fuel you're not running like alcohol funny cars mm-hmm. but you are still running uh like the super comp like the pro et stuff so there's going to be a uh, huge variety for cali then at the weekend yeah there's going to be everything from bikes to oh that's you cool. know really kind of cool cars and we're still talking three four five thousand horsepower here bloody hell right, yeah okay. yeah that's yeah so have you so you said you shot drag racing before kelly have you been that close to them before um yeah so yeah. um my boyfriend uh sam he crews for one of the teams um awesome. called the outlaws okay. right um outlaw flat four like kind of group um and see so, yeah, i kind of went there with them um, and got to kind of see what it's all about. And obviously, I didn't have a media pass at the time, um, mm-hmm. but I kind of just, I took photos anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But I, like, really enjoyed it. Um, I kind of, I didn't really focus on the whole event. I kind of focused on the team and kind of got event coverage Good. for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So I'm Kelly, ex- that's the thing. <laughs> like, we're always, we're always telling people that. That is the thing to make your work stand out from other people. Anyone can go to a track and shoot the cars, right? If yeah. you make me, f- if you make me feel something by showing me behind the scenes, that's that's a perspective that no one else has got. Like, yeah, it's so tell important. Tell a story. Yeah, tell a story. That's the thing. Like, we're always yeah. people. It's uh, yeah. So that sounds. You've got it. Like that's. So you are you with anyone this weekend? Is your is your boyfriend crewing this weekend? Uh, yeah, he will be. So Wicked. we'll be going down together. Um, Wicked. But yeah, awesome. like it is, it is a privilege to be able mm. to go in the pits and see all of that. Um, and I really enjoy like documenting it and then kind of creating 
the gallery and like you said a story after um so this time i'll really enjoy writing about it as well i love hearing that you have no idea because <laughs> like i i speak to so many people that say well i should have pit access i should have paddock access i should be able to go right and i'm like well no you should do one <laughs> yeah it's a privilege you know you've earned that right yeah um yeah if you can make use it for that that's awesome like that's that's exactly as it should be that's the right and way of thinking yeah, and the thing is, I find with Santa Pod as well, it's very welcoming to, to yes. not only like other competitors, but spectators as well. But yep. I've been to Pod and had bacon sandwiches made for me by crews before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because I was chatting to them about a car. They're like, oh, do you want a bacon sandwich? It's, it's very... Um, but, say no, like, it, 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 it's a very, very cool atmosphere, I've found. And the drag oh. racing teams are very friendly um i've i've worked with um is it india urbaka i don't know if you you know her don't you paps oh, um is it again oh. so i think i think i lost you for a second <laughs> the the joys of recording over discord everyone but anyway <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's uh it's it's urbaka Yes, that's right. And, and uh, they are they are so friendly. Like the team was so welcoming. I spent like a day at their sort of HQ in Switzerland, and it was just awesome, like being part of it um, and just being welcomed into their fold because it is like a family, isn't it? These these teams. Um, cause, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, because you say you know your boyfriend Cruz, he's he will be such a vital part of his team. And from what I learned when I spent some time with the with India and her team was that each person had a role with regards even rebuilding the engine like everyone has a certain thing that they specialize in and it's it's really cool like there's not everyone, any other yeah like they all it just flows and like everyone knows what they're doing and it's all like teamwork and they just want to make sure the cars are like already like it was crazy the amount of preparation they have to do and <laughs> i remember sitting in the pits everyone thought oh, okay there's like half an hour before we have to go out and then one of the yeah. marshals comes around and like right you're up next and then there's like 10 minutes and they've got because oh, they've got to tow the cars around and yeah. on one of them um on his name's james watton his um because they race uh beetles um oh that's so cool <laughs> what is yeah. that? i'm gonna ask you that was my next question like what is the car um, yeah okay that's that's wicked <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah and like there's i never knew but like one of the cooling bits um not for the engine i don't think because they're they're air cooled um mm -hmm. but you have to put ice in it but you have to put the ice in at the right time otherwise it will melt because ah, it's all hot yes. and it was all just crazy and like uh, because it was my first time now i didn't get to photograph all that but now i'm kind of know what's you coming. know what to look for yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool like because uh, you're going to learn more and more uh like about the sport that you're covering and was that your first time Callie when you first went that yeah first time and I was like thrown in the deep end as well yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh so have you got a media pass this time uh yeah hopefully uh oh, no, good. hopefully we're sending her yeah sorry i haven't i haven't seen any on the uh, i haven't seen any organization for it but that's fantastic if, yeah. if you have that's that would be really really cool because um you can obviously get that different perspective which perhaps is well used to i've never been uh i've never been trackside a pod um but it's close isn't it perhaps you are it's 
it's a different experience. So <laughs> being on one side of the track or the other is pretty loud. Yeah, it's quite oh, it's quite yeah. a shock to the system. And then if you end up in the middle where the starter is, if there's enough space in there, and you end up with two fuel cars either side of you, oh my! <laughs> you're talking eleven thousand horsepower per side. That's just you're, insane, earth shaking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'll need new teeth, new trousers, new everything. It'll just be just, <laughs> your whole body. Just it's not even that it's loud; it's beyond loud. So it's, this is this is a, this, I was just thinking about this, right? Um, obviously, this is going to age this episode, but again, you know, we are in the status of recovering from lockdown. Um, what what repercussions has that had on this event, Kelly? From what you can tell from the organising, is it? You know, after COVID nineteen and obviously, well, still COVID nineteen going on, are you noticing that it's the paddock going to be weird? Like, is it? Have you heard anything? I'm just curious. Um, a lot actually, because um, my boyfriend is part of because he has Beetle himself. Um, okay. not a Jagster Beetle. It's actually built to drift. Um, oh, wicked! Okay, that's cool. <laughs> um, that's really cool. But yeah, he's part of um like a VW club and a few, I know one of the guys that actually works at Santa Pod. Um, but okay. they've been saying how I think when you go in, they kind of take your temperature. Um, and yes. if it's too high, you've got like 10 minutes to kind of sit in the corner and cool down and then you can try and go in again. Um, That's, but, yeah. yeah. So it's a bit, I'm hoping it won't be a hot day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, and I think they've made a lot of their events like a light version. Um, okay. And I think for this weekend, like the racing crews will be able to camp, okay. but like the spectators won't be able to, because um, I obviously can't expect the crews to like pack up everything no. and go home because people travel like it. Take it will take me about two hours to get there. Yeah. And some of the others crews travel further, so. There's nowhere really for them to go. Um, so, yeah, I think they're either not going to let spectators in or if they do, they're definitely not going to be able to camp. No, that's fair That's fair enough, to be honest, because even then you've still got everyone using the facilities, haven't you, from that point? Yeah. Out. It's it's a hard one, actually. I did wonder how Pod were going to do it because... I think they, they have... are letting some spectators in for um, right. Greenlight Nationals, but not... Not like the numbers that they would ever normally. Yeah. No, it's, not like, it's not the numbers we would have seen back in the day, like uh, before this. Yeah, so we, you'd have a heaving event with people just literally touching each other. Yeah. It's going to be nothing, nothing <laughs> like that. No, uh, no. It's, it's, it's an interesting, uh, uh, you know, I don't mean to, obviously we, we talked about it massively last week, but or two weeks ago, sorry. But um, it's really one of those I'm still kind of like, just fascinated by how we're dealing with this because it's very important even for me and my business that, it, that events happen again um but it's interesting to see how they're doing it that's really and i was just curious so that's that's pretty cool so yeah so have you got any um can you give us a, a, an idea of your your shot list at all kelly what, what have you got planned have you have you written anything out so I think from the brief, um, obviously I'll, I'm going to try and get some behind the scenes um, and some mm -hmm. content for the Outlaws. Um, yeah. But from from the main brief, um, I definitely want to kind of capture the range of cars that are there. Um, but maybe not, like, I want to involve the people as well um, mm -hmm. to probably capture some of that lockdown sort of see how things yeah. have changed. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, because it'll be interesting because, like, obviously everyone will social distance as best they can, but there'll be some things, like if someone needs to carry something, two people might have to do it. And, yeah. you know, it's all going to be... And will they be wearing different. masks? Yeah, that that's another very, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be some very interesting photographs, like of interaction, like people working on maybe an engine that's got an issue and, you know, all the people crowded around it. That You'll have some very interesting scenes, I think. I think it'll uh, be interesting to see if the marshals try and police it as yeah. well, because technically, yeah. like, you're not in a shop, so you don't have to wear a mask no. because you're outside. It will depend a lot, I think, on kind of like manners and if you get too close then yeah. you just pop it on and stuff like that sense. yeah you know that's that's it more than anything i think isn't it it's going to be just if you're in the same team you're going to be in that same environment so it's probably yeah. not that much of an issue but it's like it's outsiders yeah, well, that's that's what I was thinking because I was thinking of um, some of the events. So some of the events I've worked in the past. So let me think. Uh, good ah, ex- excellent example. Goodwood Festival of Speed, right? I'm I'm there for the team. So I'm there with the the monster team, but then also at the same time I'm there for event coverage. So normally what happens is I just walk around everywhere I want, go everywhere I want, touch anything I want. Um, and now you sort of wonder like, is that ever going to be possible again? Like, because yeah, because you know, like the freedom as a photographer is is to go around the paddock. Um, I mean, that applies to some things. I mean, there's stuff like British superbikes and British touring cars where you're kind of frowned on for going into other people's paddocks. Uh, well, yeah, I found well, that. you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Goodwood Goodwood Festival Speed is a prime example of that, where you kind of just normally would have access everywhere, and I guess now that would have to. Well, you know, it would it would it's just yeah. interesting. Yeah different it's it's not going to be as easy to kind of sneak into places where you're not really no. supposed to be because everyone's going to be a bit more strict about that and yeah you know <laughs> it's it, she, no, she's it, good yeah. dan i like her yeah definitely that's like literally us all over gap bill <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like you just yeah you're learning that's wicked <laughs> that's awesome no I, I really like i really like your plan um i think that's it's what we always say to people um and i know that we've got a fair few photographers that listen to this and again you know to repeat that it is wise advice what Callie's saying like f- make a story um follow a team uh tell it tell me a story about that team show me access that no one else has got uh, these are all key things that just take you above the generic shooting the cars. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's so, so important. With that said, um, what has been your most memorable experience so far, Callie, since you've taken up photography like you have? Oh, it might have actually been um, the last event I did at Santapod, which was the okay. national finals. Anything in particular that stood out to you? I know you've mentioned it. You've mentioned some bits about it. But is there anything in particular that you just kind of blew you away um, compared to anything else you've done before? Um, oh, I think it was because I got to get. I had the opportunity to get so involved, um, oh, cool. and yeah. definitely the variety. Like I think there were maybe two top fuels there. Um, oh, nice. They only ran once, I think, but uh, like Sam said, to just go and stand kind of way back behind the burnout bit and to put my fingers in my ears. And I was like, yeah. is it really going to be that loud? <laughs> and when I did it, I think I let out a little scream because it like <laughs> made me jump as they, as they went. But 
and, and the first, oh, so loud. yeah, and the first time they go, that's just to warm up the tires, and then they have to push them back again, and then they actually go. So yeah. So but, was it like being in awe, basically, of this noise? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, you'll never forget that because that will be your first. You know, like that's like the first time you were there to take photos and everything. Like you'd always remember that was what you did. Um, yeah. So I think we all we all do. We all have like that one thing that was the first job. Um, uh, and I remember, see, I'm I'm quite I'm a, I'm always nervous. Anyway, I don't know whether you are, Kat. You don't sound it, but I'm always like, even now when I'm going on a job, and I've said this many times on the podcast, I'm always like, oh god, I'm going to do terrible. I'm going to be the worst person ever. <laughs> I'm going to take terrible photographs, and then I, I always come away happy because I've got such a low expectation of myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you sound much more confident, uh, and I like that. Um, well, so I oh, I okay. usually I usually just try to like wing it, I guess. Cool. But I do find that when I've started a shoot, I'm not generally happy until I know I've got, oh, like, like that's a really good photo. Because then yeah. I kind of relax. And I'm like, okay, well, at least I've got that. So anything I do now is like just extra sort of thing. Um, uh, yeah, preaching. Just... You are literally <laughs> That is exactly how I feel. Exactly. It just puts me like at ease a little bit. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, I, I, I'm a good photographer. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Because it's getting those bangers, and it's and often um, I will be so hard on myself. And it's ne- I'm not saying it's never my fault because I've definitely missed things in in my time. But it tends to be who like what what you're working with sometimes doesn't give you the idea you had in your head that you were going to get. If that makes does that make uh, any sense? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So, it doesn't get um, what you want doesn't get what you want or you're limited to a certain area of a track or a certain area of somewhere and you think god if only i could get over there um you know grass is always green on the other side so you're always like oh i could yeah Um, but uh no that's that's really cool so you talk one of the things i was going to ask next was basically have you got a shot yet that is your favorite image you've taken so far like have is there something you know you talk about getting that what is your favorite (laughs) Well, I definitely want to get more sort of action shots because okay. the the main, I think, part of my portfolio is just static shots all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my favourite um, is from Santa Pod um, and it's sort of the James Watton's Beetle um, from the Outlaws sort of sitting, waiting to go. Um, you, mm-hmm. can, you can see the Christmas tree and there's a marshal kind of oh, in the yes. left left third of the frame looking okay. at the car while walking away um mm-hmm. and yeah it's, have, you it's any, all... have you got any haze from it as well like, you know like how they they those is it running the car has it got like a little bit of the heat haze? yeah it is oh, and there's like you see fantastic. the because because on santapod obviously the road the track is just like lines like yes. straight lines and you can mm-hmm. kind of see the reflection and it was just composed like technically sort of perfectly and yeah I think think that's my favorite one so far (laughs) fantastic that is so right so if that's your kind of composition that you love your goal is to try and get an action shot so like a launch with that same kind of thing because like I've seen some of uh, what Paps has done from the start line as pod and like the tires tearing themselves off it just looks amazing you know Um, oh yeah I love it when you can when you capture like you know when they first go and the force mm-hmm. of pushing the car down makes the tire like wrinkle it bends doesn't it yeah like wrinkle, wrinkle that's perfect yeah that is yeah because yeah, you've you've done that a few times perhaps so it must be um... yeah that's the that's the five psi or whatever it is they run in drag tires 
just for <laughs> sheer amounts of grip. I mean, I don't know if you've ever walked on that track. Yeah. But if you've got loose-fitting trainers, they'll come off. Have you, yeah. have you walked on it yet, Callie? Have you seen what it's like? Yeah, I did. Because yeah. um, I camped last time I was there awesome. um, when it was like right in the evening. The, I think some of the marshals were on the track uh, with like, mm-hmm. the big blowtorch things yeah. trying, to, yeah. trying to scoop off some of the tarmac. But yeah, we did walk about the start line. It was very sticky. <laughs> it's mad. We, uh, Paps, were you there the day? Was that me and Dave Cox uh, did the shoot of that uh, MG? Was it the MGB with the Sherman tank? Yeah. Um, um, that was you and Dave. That was me and Dave, yeah. And I shot it on medium format, actually, on film, which was... Was that the one Dave decided to lay down on the track as well? Oh, I know. Uh, what was he thinking? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I said to him, cause my trainer came off as I jumped over, and I said, this is pretty sticky. And he was like, right. And then he got really into it and just lay down on this... Oh, my God. His <laughs> like, whole front was like black and I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that was that was really cool that was a cool experience and that's from someone who i know very little about drag racing um but uh it's definitely something i can admire and the photos that i've seen from you paps and the ones i'm now really looking forward to seeing from you Callie, are just they inspire me do you know what i mean like that's really cool so so, uh, so much yeah. goes into drag racing people don't realize it's it's everything from when you run top fuel Mm-hmm. is probably the pinnacle of drag racing. It's like the Formula yeah. One of drag racing. Yeah. You know, you're, you're burning 18 gallons of nitromethane in a run. Bloody hell. So is that, is that what India races? Just to, just yeah, to get so she, yeah, so yeah. she runs top fuel. It's, one of those, it's very long and has a big engine on the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so you get two that look very similar. So you've got the, the top fuel and top alcohol. So they look very similar. One runs alcohol, run, runs a nitromethane alcohol mix. Right, okay. But there's a science to it. So depending on the air temperature, it depends on how you mix your fuel. Depends on how long your burnout is, what temperature your tyres got to be, what temperature your... It's everything. It's insane. That's the true. amount of thought that goes into that. No, it is. Uh, you can tell the planning and stuff. I, I, yeah, and that's why I think um, a story behind the scenes is so important because that run is a split second in the overall planning and building stage of the of the whole thing, isn't it? It's the the run is. I know it's the conclusion of all the hard work, but there's so much hard work. Like the, yeah, boring. Yeah. Um, no, I hope you get your. Uh, you know, I hope you can can get some more shots that 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 you absolutely love Callie on uh, on is it Saturday or is it is it this weekend as a whole the weekend. Uh, yeah it's the whole weekend yeah Fantastic. loads of time loads of time <laughs> um so I've got a question which we kind of touched on at the start basically um I mentioned it I think I might have been off uh, off podcast recording actually but it's the fact that this this whole motorsport thing has been dominated um by men it's a very male dominated industry and I yeah. for one it is, yeah. Um, and yeah. I feel super happy that I think it's fantastic to see that women are getting more and more involved because it shouldn't matter what sex you are. It shouldn't matter. Like it, it's. But even now, um, I still see slight. I mean, what's the word to say here? I still see like a slight, like oh, they're not taking. You know, that's it's not their place. Unconscious bias. Yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah. And, and it, so the question is really. Um, as a woman getting into it, have you have you come across many challenges, Callie, like getting taken seriously? I, to be honest, I'm not sure. If they have come up, I've either not noticed them or just not 
Good. Acknowledge them. Um, I think when I first started, the first media pass I got was at Arena Essex. Oh, cool. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. Worked there a few times. And um, I think actually it kind of worked in my favour because they didn't really take me seriously at the time. Um, okay. And I kind of said, am I allowed to go like here, like around yeah. the track here, like on yeah. the grass? And they were like, yeah, yeah like whatever. I was like, all right then. And that then cool, I, was, yeah. I was walking around the track and yeah, like, I, I just don't know, like, it is obviously male-dominated. Um, yeah. And it's just a fact, really, but I don't think it should really let it affect anyone. Um, Definitely don't think so. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because I would have hated it if you'd just gone, Dan, it's the worst. Like, you can't, <laughs> like, you can't go in media rooms, you can't do it. And I'm like, oh, God. Um because what I've seen, um, you know, because we've ne- it's, it's really nice to have you on because we've never been able to really get into this topic before. Um, because with the the other women we've had on the podcast is usually like Becky, who's organises Fueltopia and so on. So it's really nice to get another photographer on. Um, yeah. Because one of the things I'll say is like the BSB um, BSB I've seen is is very male. As I mean, British touring car. I don't think there's one female uh, in the usual crew of photographers but british superbikes there is um and she's very well known across it but you always hear like the sexist jokes in the media room like just things that you're just like why is that even a thing like why have you got to say that um yeah yeah and i just worry that that sends the wrong message to someone who's coming into creating and and being a photographer that's all yeah it definitely can i Mm. think yeah it's an old boys club mentality i think (laughs) more than anything and yeah. you know, as wrong as it is, it is still unfortunately apparent at some time. It is some of the older, but, more established stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So I think F1 is very male dominated. I think it's well, it's a very exclusive club F1 anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and any any outsider doesn't need male or female. Or, you know, you're just kind of frowned upon. I think wherever you come from, when it comes to that. But it's nice to see more female photographers getting into motorsport world i think they've always been kind of driven towards oh i don't want to say it but something that that, that people could oh you should do something more girly or more female friendly mm-hmm. yeah you know, it's nice to break that barrier of stereotyping so, people so that's with that being said Callie, like what paps is just saying there um do you find that people go oh you what do you take pictures of oh really motorsport is that the kind of reaction you get like what what do people yeah think? i think so but i think that's only because it's a male-dominated world but mm-hmm. um yeah i mean about like what you're saying with like the kind of comments and stuff i think it's important to have thick skin 100%. um and it's something i'm still kind of working on like it never really bothers me um Good. but sometimes i find myself like thinking over it later and i'm like why am i thinking over that like and then i just move on Good. um but it's actually something i wrote about in my article that's on fieldtopia mm-hmm. um actually something that michelle westby said because i interviewed her for it and she pointed awesome. out how it's important to have thick skin um yeah it is and you have to be able to give as good as you get Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but if if you let people get to you, they will just keep pushing you, and you don't yeah. want to be pushed to the point where you think, "No, it's not worth it. I don't want to do it." Which is literally the complete opposite of what we want to happen. Definitely. Because um, Michelle, yeah. for one, has a a lot of grief mm-hmm. 
being a female in a very dominated and world. Michelle is uh, has the other the other aspect is obviously Michelle's image is so public. Um, she, yeah. she's put herself out there so much that she's opened herself up to just stupid people making comments, you know, and it, it is horrible to see. You see it publicly and you think, why? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, why? Uh, and, you know, as much as I love the fact I hear you say, you know, thick skin, developing that, you, you have the right mindset, but I worry about all those people that can't deal with that so you basically what i'm what i'm thinking is all that talent that's out there that doesn't go any further because it can't handle it do you know what i mean um yeah i know what you mean yeah um it's, it's a tough one yeah i think it's like you can't really all learn how to kind of deal with it in a day you've sort of no. you've almost got to like have the comments made to you to mm-hmm. sort of learn yeah learn how yeah. to deal with it forget it and then but just like come back stronger in a way um good it's the right way and, to be yeah um, i wish it, i wish it wasn't kelly but yeah it's the right way yeah. um, to because the more talent i believe the more talent we see especially um females rising up and creating this incredible content and getting noticed is the way it should be um there should be no split there should be no more men getting media passes than women there should be none of that like anyone who's talented and can create should be able to come on board you know what i mean um yeah, definitely that's, that's how i see so you mentioned michelle westby um that's she's obviously a great role model for many women um, which uh, I've, I think that's really cool because I watched I watched some of the stuff she's done on even on uh, national she did some national news stuff didn't she perhaps Michelle back the the, day. Um, the grid girl controversy God yeah of course that um, was, that she was ended cool. up on this morning with that that was it that was it um, you know and basically ripped people apart for <laughs> something they didn't understand no and I thought that you was know, a really they'd... good piece really really good yeah piece. they had the whole image of a grid girl which was nothing like what people assume it is. I mean, look at some of the monster girls. I think one of them teaches law, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. This is, this I is, mean, this you is know, getting into it. Even, uh, if anyone, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of American football, and for example, all the cheerleaders and all the teams, they're all university graduates, all got law degrees. You know, all working as accountants or lawyers or, or and they do it because they can travel the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I always think like it's, it's hilarious to have this stupid image that is painted of people. Um, and as you say, you know, even the Monster Energy Girls, most of them are, are they do it for fun um, from, you know, high profile jobs and do it for fun. But with that said, uh, is there like what women in particular have inspired you to to go on this journey, Callie? Like what, what's made you want to do it? Is there any other photographers that you've kind of gone, oh, they're doing it. I'm going to do it. Like what's the you know, what do you what do you think? Well, Michelle is definitely the biggest inspiration I've had. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember first finding out about Michelle when she did a YouTube video with Car Throttle. Um, And I was like, I turned into a massive fangirl and (laughs) and I messaged her and I was like, oh, I love what you said on the video. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I just followed her from there, basically. But um, in terms of like women photographers, um, I didn't actually find many until a couple of years ah, ago yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like i i you know i like follow larry chen and all the other big guys but i think um caitlin shoots 
Um, mm -hmm. I really oh, like. Oh, Caitlin, yeah, yeah. Caitlin, that's fantastic. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's fantastic. I've, uh, I was, I was so, I was, fa I was fanboy here. Um, when I went to SEMA, <laughs> uh, SEMA two years ago, I saw Caitlin and I was like, Caitlin, I need to have a photo with you. And I, 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 I think my friend of mine, I think Gianni from Status Era, he took the photo and he was like, who is that? And I was like, that is one of the best female photographers uh, in the world. Like, I was oh, like, that's she, so cool. Yeah. So I was like, I have to have a photo with her. I've, I've followed her for years. She's so good. Like, yeah, totally yeah. get that. Is there, is there anyone else, Callie, that's kind of inspired you, you know? Um, well, there's um, mm -hmm. Alex Denham as well. Oh, yeah, um, of course. I, I really love her work. Um, and I know she struggles a bit with her mental health, but it's really mm -hmm. cool to see how she overcomes it and, and that perseveres. Um, I agree, yeah. Particularly through lockdown, because um, mm -hmm. she definitely had to kind of use our strengths to get for it and get the work again i i 100 agree with you on that i've actually um because i've got alex through through facebook um as most photographers are kind of end up we all end up adding each other so yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone kind of can <laughs> see circles it is it is and i do feel for her because she is an incredibly talented photographer um she has incredible lows um and incredible highs and sometimes you just read it and you think oh god i just want to give you a hug and tell you it's all going to be all right <laughs> do you know what i mean like you're, yeah. you're you're so talented and obviously she's one that uh i've seen that she's working again isn't she she's being able to yeah. pull herself yeah. back up which is which is really nice to see like and no they're they're, they're very good um yeah it's really nice to hear you talk about those girls because they would be my uh to me they're inspiring so to hear you know as a female role <laughs> models uh, yeah. really really cool uh, that's that's really really cool well so what's what's the goal like what do you what do you want to do like because you said you've qualified um you've got your college you've got your um certificate haven't you and yeah yeah where do you want to go from here so i'll be going to uni in october um Wait just to study um photography <laughs> oh fantastic that's actually a degree in photography yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's fantastic right okay very <laughs> um, very cool yeah so i'll be doing that um but it, it's kind of kind of changes what i kind of want to do definitely now i think my focus is more on writing and photography mm -hmm. um so I'm definitely gonna love doing more things for Fueltopia. Um, awesome, because that's definitely what I'd like to get into. Um, Very good practice, um, as we always say to people. Um, there are people have contributed to Fueltopia that have gone full time, that have become photographers, that have become journalists, have become uh, you know writers, and there are those yeah. that do it for fun. <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely I use Fieldtopia as a launch point. There's no no denying on that, and it, it and I know Andy Gordon was exactly the same, um, uh, which is really really cool. But it's definitely a good place to practice those skills, Kelly, for sure. Like it's yeah, it just makes sense to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we give people artistic freedom as well, so we're not bound by oh you've got to shoot in this style we've got to write in this style no, it's got to be like this everyone yeah everyone's which i think is is nice it's like us and some of the other kind of major motorsport blogs it's like everybody mm -hmm. writes in their own way mm -hmm. the only thing that we kind of ask is that it's like i think was it the the rules for the watermark that's about it 
that's it yeah which is what we've always yeah that's literally the only thing we've ever really policed on um yeah. and even then it's pretty pretty relaxed uh i think our meetings are usually less structured than these podcasts so that's pretty that's pretty much what it comes to. but um no that's that's really cool Kelly. so you want to turn it into a career basically uh yeah definitely as Good. long as i can take cars uh take cars take photos of cars um as a career i'll be happy (laughs) that is fantastic it's really cool to um i'm inspired by your motivation and i love that and i think it's uh, something that a lot of people will find great enjoyment listening to because we're in a period of such unknown um with coming out of lockdown with the entire event industry currently pretty much destroyed um you know i've had a lot of very difficult situations over the last three months where it's like well what am i going to do because obviously my entire year is like cancelled which i spoke about two weeks ago in the last podcast but yeah it's really cool to hear your enthusiasm and it kind of gives me like a lot of it inspires me actually it's really nice i like it i i'm super happy to hear how like buzzed you are for it um and that's really really cool (laughs) yeah i'm glad very very cool well so your article so if we send people there just before we we end for tonight um your article shift in the focus is on fueltopia.co.uk and it's well worth the read it features sort of all your role models um it's a great piece so people go and have a look you'll find it there we've it's probably about two weeks old now i think that one it was july wasn't it yeah, I think it's the end of July. Yeah. Ah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, Callie, if people want to look you up and have a look at your work and everything, especially as by the time this goes out, you'll have been to um, you'll have been to Pod. So your photos will hopefully be out there on social media. Where can they find your stuff? So I've got two Instagrams. Cool. Okay. <laughs> um, but they're, pretty, they're pretty similar. Um, my mate, well, my <laughs> personal one is Callie Faraway, and my photography one is Callie dot photography. <laughs> Excellent. Do you have a Facebook page at all or are you just solely on Instagram? Um, no, I've got Facebook too. Um, they're both the same names. <laughs> Fantastic. That's really, really cool. Right. Well, yeah, highly encourage people to go and have a look at that, especially as all these lovely shots from uh, from from this weekend come in will be on there by then. Uh, and especially at a point where we haven't got a lot of events to go to. It's so, it's cool. I love seeing event photos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like, rare. Oh, they're rare, yeah. So it's like when one <laughs> pops up, you're like, oh, I've got to see where, they, where, where this was and what it was like. But um, no, Kelly, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on uh, on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, hearing a bit Please come back. Story. Yes, definitely. You're <laughs> okay. welcome back anytime. <laughs> thank you for having me no it's no problem at all um perhaps uh once again thank you for joining me where can we find all your stuff perhaps uh mainly on instagram is at london perhaps um i don't i'm not not as regular poster as some people are but you know there's there's cool stuff (laughs) no no i feel you i'm the same i'm the same at the moment but uh yeah as always i'm at dan fijan across everything um and should be pretty easy to find but yeah again as pap said apologize for the lack of content it's just not been a very inspiring time recently but after speaking to Callie I'm totally buzzed I'm I'm excited now I want to like make things again so thank you Callie <laughs> that's okay <laughs> right. um, this has been the Fueltopia podcast each and every fortnight delivered to your phone via your podcast service of choice and available through Spotify now if you enjoyed our chat and ramblings then please do tell a friend and give us a rating on iTunes we would hugely appreciate that we thank you very much for listening as always and look forward to the next time bye for now <laughs>